0: Welcome to the Natalie Creates Podcast, creating your best life one step at a time. I'm your host, Natalie Freeman, lifestyle blogger and business owner of almost 10 years. Join me here for conversations with entrepreneurs and personal development leaders about business growth, mental health, relationships, and more. Are you ready to take the next step towards your best life? Let's get started. If you like what you hear today, please leave a review and share this podcast on Instagram. Simply take a screenshot, share on stories and tag me and Natalie creates so I can thank you for your support. In today's episode, I chat with my friend Amanda Wilson, the founder of A. Wilson Wellness, about prioritizing health and wellness throughout every season of life. I do want to mention first that this interview was recorded before the worldwide outbreak of COVID 19, but more than ever, I believe it's important to prioritize movement, our mental health, and what we're putting into our bodies. I know for myself, I've been struggling more than ever right now with emotional eating and grabbing the candy bar instead of the healthier choice, because just for a moment, it makes me feel better. But in today's episode, we are going to talk about this. We discuss how to navigate those hard seasons, the importance of making wellness a lifestyle, what to do when we run out of motivation, how to cultivate a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. But before we get started, I want to mention that Amanda is generously offering podcast listeners 20% off any of her products on awilsonwellness.com. Use the discount code NatalieCreates at checkout for 20% off your purchase. This episode is sponsored by Freckled Hen Farmhouse. A modern-day general store filled with thoughtful home goods, gifts, and seasonal decor that encourages everyone to live fully and give generously. You can visit the brick-and-mortar store at 840 North College Avenue in beautiful Fayetteville, Arkansas, or shop with Freckled Hen online at freckledhenfarmhouse.com. Use code Podcast 15 at checkout to receive 15% off your purchase at Freckled Hen Farmhouse. Com. Now for the show. Amanda, I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, it's such a beautiful afternoon and I think this is going to be a great conversation. Yes. Um, so let's get started. Okay. Um, so tell me about your journey. Who are you and how did you get to where you are
1: now? Um, that is an interesting question because I don't think I knew I was going to get here. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the truth. yes. So I think, I mean, what I do now is mostly obviously having to do with wellness and mostly on social media on Instagram. Um, but the way I got here kind of happened through a lot of different experiences. I think I grew up having a, a knowledge of health and wellness a little bit, but I think I pursued it individually for not always the, like, the right motivation. Mm. But being a nurse, um, cardiac nurse, I think that's when it opened my eyes that like, oh, food and movement does something to your body or the lack of it does something, like a lifestyle. And so, and I realized when I was trying to educate my patients on that, one, I didn't have a full understanding of it. But when I started having a full understanding, I was like, this is really overwhelming to people. and It is. And it's because everyone has all different opinions and there's eat this don't eat that this is the workout you should do and it's just if that's not your normal it's a complete overhaul which is so overwhelming and so um I started kind of understanding it that way and I realized when I started staying at home with um, when I had babies I missed the education part of it and I realized I really do love like finding different ways to eat healthy and different ways of including movement and so I was like well People get really annoyed at food posts on Instagram. I'll just make my own account and they can follow me if they want to. But it's just mostly for, like, I'm, you know, I'll just post what I'm eating that day. I don't know. So it's kind of through that, it's formed a pathway to really help people simplify wellness and knowing that that's a need out there. But yeah, that's kind of a general way of how I got here.
0: Okay. Talk to me a little bit about, you mentioned the motivation from your past. Mm-hmm. I want to know a little bit more about that because we've never talked about that.
1: Okay. Yeah. My mom, I'm really thankful. She actually gave me a really healthy foundation as far as my m- mindset towards it. Cause I honestly, I don't think I ever had, I, I, I didn't ever really struggle too much with eating disorders. I think my, I struggled with a wrong motivation for being healthy Mm. Um, maybe like a lot of times it was fueled by uh looks like being like oh I need to do that so I don't get like this or you know right um and so for a long time that was a motivation behind it I was always pretty um active as far as playing sports like I played soccer for a long time and then played in college for a little bit and so being active was a part of it but then Whenever I didn't have a reason to be active and I kind of got into adulthood, right. I realized like, okay, one, I have to make myself be active. But then also I just started realizing that my motivation behind it is not very sustainable because I was like, we all go through different seasons. And also the the way we do that is not sustainable, but it also creates really unhealthy mental patterns mm-hmm. and I was kind of just tired of it in a way of like I don't want this to be a constant stressor in my life like I don't want to always have to be like oh I'm gonna get back on a diet or I, I was like this is dumb like I, I think I remember like thinking that um and then on top of it around the same time that's when I was a nurse the became nurse and then started seeing like oh it's more than just like looks like lack of movement and E- not eating real food like does something to you long term. And yeah, that's I so yeah. and so I you know a lot of not every one of my patients was that way, but a lot of it was because of lifestyle. And I was just like, and then I, would, I found myself getting frustrated because I was like, that stinks that like something that can be so simple has been completely distorted and overwhelming to people. And then when I became a mom, I think too, that is when it kind of came full circle and kind of completely changed my attitude towards it because I had to approach it as being a steward and a caretaker of my body rather than doing it for a, like a specific reason. Like, oh, I'm going to get my baby weight off. Like, cause I realized I couldn't always maintain the actions that I wanted to do because life happened, you know? Right. And so I was like, okay, we got to go about this a different way. And I realized yeah just taking care of your body having the motivation of taking care of your body as a steward and a caretaker is something that will override every season because it doesn't have like a specific standard or a specific method of doing it Mm. being a steward is just the filter through which how you do things and it's just going to look different from every season so yeah all those experiences kind of came together and helped me form that I think
0: I love that. And I think something that's so interesting about kind of where you are right now is you are a nurse as well as a wellness coach. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that because some people who are listening might be an entrepreneur, but some people might be in the corporate world or they might be in, you know, the medical world. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about how did you go from nursing to becoming mm-hmm. a wellness coach? Yeah. But also How can people who want to exist in the nursing world kind of take on some of the attitudes of a wellness coach
1: for their patients, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense? Yes, that does make sense. Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, Right now, I am in the hospital, but I'm in the hospital as a clinical instructor for nursing students. But I still get a chance to talk to patients because I'm in there with them and even like helping my students understand their role as the nurse and I'm like you are taking care of them but you also have a really interesting opportunity to speak into their lives because like you're literally caring for their every need and they're in your hospital bed and so you know I'm like don't get so wrapped up in the tasks that you're doing like yeah while you're like spiking their iv bag like talk to them about life and like how you know what they're struggling with and how they got here and Mm -hmm. all that stuff um so you have a really great opportunity to encourage them to make those changes that feel really big and scary you know i think that's a good way to kind of incorporate like yes this is the time and place i'm so thankful we have this modern medicine to help you but from here on out like this is how we don't get back here oh for sure I think it's an and both yes situation for sure Mm -hmm. so yeah I think it's just taking that those opportunities as a nurse or anybody in the medical field of looking at that person or that patient as a human and not just someone we're like diagnosing and testing Mm -hmm. and saying like oh you have this here's medicine But just being like, okay, yeah, this is this medicine, but like we might be able to get off this medicine in a couple months if we do this, this, and that, you know. And so I'm like, I think that is a good way to look at it. I was just talking to my students yesterday about that. Like, I was like, I promise, I'm like, you will love nursing more if you just look at the person as a human instead of like another diagnosis that comes through. Because I'm like, yeah, like I i was on the cardiac floor so a lot of this it was like oh another heart attack oh another stroke and whatever instead it's like no this man with this name had a heart attack and he has a different story than the other man down the hall that had one too that's kind of a good way to incorporate and i take advantage of those opportunities no matter if you're a nurse or whatever role you have in the medical field for sure
0: oh for sure like I attend weekly Weight Watcher meetings. Yes. Absolutely love them. I love it. And they're typically with older women. I'm usually the youngest one there. And I (laughs) actually love that because these women are amazing and they feel like mentors to me. You know, just in life. Yes. Yes. And like we clap because we talk about like. Weight loss, but we talk about quote non scale victories. And so many women will like raise their hand and they're like, I got off my diabetes medicine, or you know, I'm not taking insulin anymore, and things like that. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Yes, queen, yes, because it's all about you know, we're thankful for modern medicine because they can meet us when you know we're in these hard places, but also like, how can we prevent? diseases things like that absolutely Um, and also the reversal like Mm -hmm. you've made a bad choice but like how can you like get your life back Mm -hmm. and I think that that's always really empowering to watch
1: yeah absolutely and I think too it's good to speak into those people because even I was just talking to someone yesterday about like I was eating like that my whole life. And she like was feeling, oh, I made a bad choice or like, and I was like, you didn't know any different. Like this, honestly, like it's sad because we are not set up for success in this area really, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I'm like, okay, yeah, we did this. But like, now let's look forward. Like, because if, you know, you go move forward with, oh, how could I have lived my life that way for that long? Then that just kind of solidifies the, an unhealthy attitude towards yourself while you're trying to make the next step, you know? I think you said on your stories the other day that was really good. um, You were talking about like changing the way with your journey, With you were sharing like with food and stuff and like, no, you're doing hard work now. Or you said something like that. Yes, my therapist,
0: I was talking to her. I was like, I've just got so much work to do. Mm -hmm. And she said something along the lines of, oh, you mean the work you're already doing? Yes, that's how she said And I just started crying because I was thinking oh my goodness, like, I'm already doing Mm -hmm. so many things. And it doesn't necessarily look like the person next to me. It's not perfect. Yes, But honoring the work that we're already doing, that person you were sitting with, like, she showed up to that meeting. right? Like, that's doing the work. Yes,
1: you are here and you're doing it. Yeah, and it's really hard to, like, when you're in that place. um, I mean, in any place we are in a hard part in life, but it's like, especially in your health journey to, like, See beyond, like where you are right now, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially, and you have all this like baggage you're pulling from, like how you used to do things. Oh, for sure. But you're here now, like that can be released. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we can move forward, and it can be, it can be overwhelming to like look at all the work you feel like you have to do, and you're like, no, this is, I mean, and that's how that's how you stick with it. Honestly, is just being present at the work you're doing right now. Because yeah, if you do look ahead at like in certain parts w- in whatever you're struggling with, it can seem like s- so overwhelming and you're like, I will never get there. And that's exactly how people just stop, you know? Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, I mean, I truly love you because I feel like you're unlike any other sort of health and wellness social accounts out there. I love that um, you kind of have a more holistic approach. And I follow very few accounts like yours because I feel like it can be super restrictive, um, such as like, this is the best and only way to achieve your health goals. So I want you to tell me, like, how are you different? Um, Talk to me about your approach and what sets you apart.
1: Well, thank you very much for saying that. (laughs) Seriously, no, that means a lot to me. Um, I think um, one thing I've learned for me personally that I think helps other people is one. And I kind of mentioned this earlier, but choosing the mentality of stewardship of your body and being, being it's caretaker. And I think when mm. we own that role of it, one, it kind of empowers us to make choices and like realizing, Oh, I have, I have power over like food choices or how I move my body. Cause I'm the caretaker. I'm the steward of it. But also having, that attitude of being, of of stewardship, I I think it takes away the power in expectations and standards of our culture and what they place on um, health and wellness. And it gives flexibility um, in what wellness looks like. And so I think on top of that, my two biggest things that I feel like for me personally has helped me maintain, I guess, a lifestyle wellness is one stewardship, but then also you're se- taking your season of life into consideration because when we have this one view of what health and wellness looks like sometimes it works for our season of life and then that's why a lot of people look at it and are like oh that's so unrealistic like there's no way I can do that with my life right now like right. and you're like well yeah like no that is unrealistic like going to the gym for a few hours a day is that's completely unrealistic and so whenever you hold or whenever you pursue wellness through the filters of stewardship and always keeping your season of life in mind, um, it gives a lot of flexibility. And it also doesn't allow you to compare yourself to other people because we all have different all on different seasons of life. So you can't be like, oh, well, why can't I do what that girl's doing? And it's like, well, she has different roles and schedules and responsibilities in you. And, um, so it kind of takes away the power of comparison, but then also takes away the power of certain standards and expectations that you're just not meeting. And I think mm-hmm. that's also what really discourages people is they feel like they're not meeting some standard of wellness. And I just always want to be like, who told you that working out is supposed to look like that, like, or what, like working out is only going to the gym and like, yeah, if you love going, like I love going to the gym and I do, that's mainly how I work out right now. But also that might change in a few years. Like I may have to do something else or want to do something else or whatever. So it, it's good to just really assess your season of life, but then also beliefs that you've like formed around health and wellness and, and just going back to The question of stewardship, like how can I best take care of my body right now where I'm at in life? And that is just going to look different, whether it's certain health issues you're going through or, you know, schedules or family or just even your individual capacity, you know, that's going to change. so, and I, yeah.
0: love, I love your approach to recipes because when you're sharing a recipe, it's always something that includes ingredients that I can find mm. in any grocery store. <laughs> and it's typically simple. Oh,
1: yes. I'm all about that.
0: Yeah. So I think you also do an incredible job of that.
1: And simplifying it. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm glad you see that. I'm but, all about that. Yeah. I cannot. I think it's because I've tried the whole like comp like certain ingredients and I've tried like the really, I don't know, extravagant like food prep. And I'm just like, I tell people, I'm like, I don't want to spend all day on Sunday in the kitchen. Like that literally sounds like the worst to me. And I love food and I love healthy food. So I'm like, if I don't want to do that, you like, I don't think anybody's going to want to just spend all the time in there. And I think too, when you simplify anything, that is what's going to make it sustainable in your Mm -hmm. life, you know? And so and also too, I, I don't want anyone to be intimidated by healthy eating or food. So I try, you know, I might find like some special fun thing like at Whole Foods one time, but I also don't do all my grocery shopping at Whole Foods. So like, I want people to not be intimidated by it. And so like, yeah, this is a food you can find anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can find it if you're at Walmart or especially too, like some people will say like, well, I live in the middle of nowhere. Like I don't have a, yes. Um, I don't have a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods and I'm like that's fine like yeah it is and I'm like okay like we can still make that work with a Walmart or a whatever grocery store Mm -hmm. because I want people to see that wellness really is attainable where no matter where you live or your season of life or your um, budget it's just going to look different you know from what everyone else can do yeah. yeah, I was talking to my food therapist about this and I,
0: I said something along the lines of like, I feel like food prep and working out are part-time jobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if I want to prioritize that, I have to give up something because there's so few hours in a day. It's true. It does and feel so, like that. And so, yeah, how do you prioritize your wellness? I mean, you've talked about seasons, mm-hmm. but like logistically, like yeah. real... Advice on time management. I mean, like truly, how do you prioritize wellness while also having like a family, a marriage, Uh a job? I mean, are there anything, anything, is there anything that you let go of in order to meal prep and work out?
1: I mean, yes. I think one thing that has helped me prioritize it and not be (laughs) bitter or obligated towards it is, um, looking at it first off as um a basic need and not as an extra like Mm. I think people look at like oh you got to work out today like you know or like or or are you food prepped it's because you have like time to do that or or whatever and I'm like um you should see what my kids are doing while I'm food prepping like it's I'm constantly being interrupted like it's not (laughs) like this glamorous like seamless peaceful moment of hour of like and I'm like no I'm like chopping sweet potatoes and then I stop and go like white boogers off someone's face. You know, like I'm like, it's right. real life. Like it's going to have an um. But I think too, looking at it as a basic need, one, just like, I mean, you have to eat but like looking at the basic need is like sleep and all those other things. Like I have to eat and so I want to fuel my body well and to do that I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at it as movement is like it's a basic need not an extra or if I have time. Um, so I think Yeah, there are uh, logistics. Like I always tell people, I'm like, I mean, yes, there are only a certain amount of hours in a day. There really are. But if you look at, too, like I have done this before when my hours have just gotten or my commitments have gotten out of hand and I'll literally list them all out and I'll literally look at how many hours a day I have and how much they're requiring of me. And I tell people, I'm like, if you legitimately do not have even – a small amount of time to just move your body and I'm not even saying go to the gym but like get outside or you don't have a small amount of time to like fix a simple healthy meal like then you have to let go of something because in the long run that is way more important and unfortunately the way our culture looks at it as it looks like as an extra or like Mm -hmm. oh you're just you're just like super which I mean there's discipline to it but like oh you're those are for like health nuts like people who like to do it and I'm like well yeah there's part of some people that do like I truly enjoy that stuff but I also don't always want to do it like so I think changing your um, approach to it and your mindset of like it's a basic need just like I need to get dressed in the morning like I also need to go move my body at some point Mm -hmm. And the difference
0: between motivation to do something and discipline because it's an established habit.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And I think that is when, when you don't have the motivation, I think people, a lot of times they rely on motivation only. And I'm like, it's not always going to be there. Even though I love working out and eating healthy, like I, there's times I'm like, even though my food prep does not take very long at all, I'm like, I don't want to do it. But then if I, I've learned if I don't do it and I get in the middle of the week, then I end up eating food that does not make me feel good. Like, and then I have a worse week because I'm just like not feeling energetic. And right. so you kind of look at it as a basic need, but it does take some scheduling sometimes. Like mm-hmm. there's some busy weeks that I literally put in my calendar workout and I just right. literally don't schedule anything around that. Cause I'm like, no, I'm going to work out. Cause I know, I think I've I've learned enough times the effects of not moving my body mm. that I'm like, no, I have to. And you know, to some people that, sounds silly or extra or like, you know, I think on the weekends I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym. And some people are like, why would you go to the gym right now? You know? And I'm like, I'm not going cause I'm like obsessed with it or I think I'm going to get fat in one day I'm going because I know like mentally and physically, like it's a need like, you know, and I'm, it's not like an everyday thing, but I'm like, Oh, it's because I haven't, I haven't like moved my body enough this and I can feel it. Like I need, I need to sweat. And so, yeah, there are going to be times where you're like, okay, well, Like right now, most times I go to the gym in the afternoon and I'm like, okay, yeah, I probably could do stuff around the house, you know, and like take care of my house. So I am letting go of that. um, And I'm having to let go of that or delegate that to a different time, you know, Mm -hmm. or simplify things in that area to make this happen. So I think a really good practice and one thing that uh, a friend of mine, kind of taught me to do is like literally on a piece of paper like brain dumping all of your roles and like things you're responsible for in your life mm. or tasks and then looking at it and being like is this actually realistically doable in 24 hours and in that list including moving my body and eating well like right and if I can't do those things and I've got to let something go you know because whether like it's fun to hear it or not, like when you are 60 or 70, you're going to wish that you did make time for that stuff. You're going to realize like, oh, that like tiny commitment probably wasn't worth it. You know, like, right. I like hope that answers the question a little bit.
0: For sure. I think, you know, you can't outsource moving your body you yeah, you not to move for you. But I feel like I forget, sometimes, point. <laughs> I forget sometimes that I can outsource Food prep or like someone cleaning my house. I mean, this is from a privileged perspective and I'm, yeah, I want to acknowledge that. But, you know, thinking about convenience foods that are healthy, Mm -hmm. I'm just curious to know what are some of the things that you gravitate towards? Like, say for myself during the crazy holiday Mm -hmm. season, we don't cook a lot.
1: Like, what are some... Options that you use mm. if you're in a crazy busy season. Yeah, that's a good. I love that, and that's true. Like, yeah, you can't outsource moving your body. That'd be great. <laughs> um, can you do that for me? Thank you. um Yeah, but no, there are times that I do outsource that, um, like whether it's food, because like like you said during the holidays, especially. Um, to one thing, I tried this recently that I really liked, um, and I am not really like a food service person I just like never knew if it'd be like enough food or actually as easy as they're saying it would be um but I really I've outsourced in a way of using Sun Basket before but they're Mm. a kind of like HelloFresh but they're a lot I feel like more just real food and uh, they're really simple and you can also do like if you're gluten-free which was good a big thing for us with Hudson and you can do paleo and all that so during the December I think it was December
0: I'll I include use that them. in the show notes, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, I did, December I use that, and like even just like having that for three nights a week, you know, you don't you don't mm. need to pay for like every, but just being like take that off your plate. Um, but then also like as far as grocery shopping and making things easy, um, I like little things that I buy, um, to make thing food easier. Um, I'm a big fan of frozen veggies, like already pre-chopped, like don't be ashamed of those. They're actually picked at their freshest. So they're not, they're, they're not losing any nutrient value. You're probably getting the best nutrient value. So there's already chopped, they're ready, like making that kind of stuff easier on you. And so little things like that. And that does take some time because obviously when we think of like pre-prep food, we think of like less healthy. Right. So it does take time to like find those things um I think but also I think that's also why I just get down to simplifying the heck out of my meals like you know making it no this does not have to be hard like pick a protein and two veggies and you know Mm -hmm. take a take an hour on Sunday to like prep a bunch of different proteins and like yeah you might not have a instagram worthy meal but you have food and right. it's going to taste good and it's going to be fine you know well so. you make
0: simple look so lovely <laughs>
1: oh well thank you <laughs> i think you do the
0: same Thanks, with lady. your home i'm like
1: oh that i just want to cozy i'm like i'm on your couch right now and i'm like i see it in pictures all the time i'm like i'd like to hang out there
0: <laughs> yeah this has been a good time okay i want to ask you another question um so i've shared this quite a bit on social but um i'm currently seeing a food therapist for disordered eating a lot of it has to do with my past um, and kind of the way that i have approached food for my Mm -hmm. whole entire life Um, but a lot of times people in the wellness world use the language of food as fuel Mm -hmm. that's not how i approach food it's an emotion it's an emotional crutch it's something that i do when i feel joy sadness Mm -hmm. stress i mean any emotion, I have it attached to some sort of food and food group. It's the truth. And I'm just curious, what work do you see in the world that people need to do or can do or an approach that they can take to start the process in experiencing food as fuel, Mm -hmm. not as emotional baggage?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's such a good question. That's a really hard topic because it takes a lot of work to get out of because it's something it's something that has happened in our brain that has created patterns Mm and um and all of that but practicing putting food in its proper place and its role in our life and that is i mean way more complicated when it comes to emotional eating than simply said as that but for me, and like and it's an over and over thing. Um, but I think at in some level, everyone has experienced you know emotional eating even at its minimum. But for anybody who experiences it, you know, as a daily struggle, I think remembering too, that you know, food might satisfy in that moment, but it doesn't solve a problem, and like right. realizing like it's not actually food. it's there's something underneath that that mm-hmm. is causing me to go to right. food. you know, and I think too, our culture has I mean, it's encouraged that, like, as far as like using food to like satisfy—it's so hard—an emotional need, you know.
0: Yeah, because it's an emotional. Well, it's an addiction, mm-hmm. but it's not something like alcohol that you can just eliminate. Right, you have to have it to you survive. You have to have food,
1: and so you're constantly right. like being faced with yeah. it. Yeah,
0: and every social event mm-hmm. is oftentimes centered around food. Like, yeah. I don't even care if you're on a hike; it's like, where's the granola and fruits? <laughs> yes. <mix, you> know? <laughs>
1: I will I will I'm with you on that I'm literally like when snack time all the time I'm a big snack person and I'm like if we're traveling I'm like on a road trip I'm like so we stopping for snacks or no and everyone's like I'm like sorry that's all I can be about for five minutes I need to know like I bring my like backpack of snacks they're like our road trip is two hours I'm like your point? Like, yes, (laughs) that's why I brought all this food. Um, No, but it's true. I think like our culture has just surrounded important events and emotional events around food. And so our brain can't help but attach food to experiences. I think that can be done in a really healthy way. You know, like I think food can really bring people together. And I love that about food. Like you can totally have that. But to get there, it Takes a lot of daily choosing and realizing that yeah, like okay, I'm gonna take the power away from food because this is not about food. This is there's something underneath it that's fueling this um, this desire to satisfy something in the moment. Um, so being aware of what is underneath that desire to make food an emotional crutch, and then also removing defaults and habits, which takes a lot of work and time because it's a constant. Choosing and rewiring your mm-hmm. brain because a lot of times it's association, you know. Like, I mean, even this is not really an emotional example, but like, oh, I'm sitting down at the TV. I also need a snack. Like, and right. that's more of like an association. And we legitimately, our body legitimately thinks you're hu- we're hungry. And I'm like, probably if we're honest, we're probably not. Like, I probably just think I need something because I'm watching TV, and I usually always have something with me. And so that feeling of satisfaction every time we use food as an emotional crutch, it's constantly. Uh, You know, it's passing through like that pleasure pathway and of our brain and reinforcing the action over and over and over again. So we have to unenforce that action over and over and over again. So constantly finding, you know, different. So one thing I I talked kind of through emotional eating with someone one time and I said, um, one thing that might be helpful is like literally in your phone. Listing out five things you can do instead of eat when you feel certain ways. And so, because in the moment, like, you don't have the capacity to, like, think clearly. You really oh, don't. Yes. You don't have the capacity to be like, oh, instead of this, I, also, I should do this. Like, I mean, if we could do that, then we probably wouldn't have an issue. So instead, like, with anybody with any kind of, whether it's an addiction or an emotional attachment um, with food, just listing out like when you're in a healthy place one day just being like here are five things i can do instead of eat and then when i mean it takes time but like each moment of choosing will slowly rewire Mm -hmm. your brain and you'll start losing an attachment with food in those moments um and then another thing is just removing um removing isolation the the factor of isolation in that moment which I think is what really fuels any kind of struggle we have. And so in that moment, like literally texting a friend or calling him, mm. just like verbalizing it, like, like okay, I just told somebody. like, right. And so it kind of takes the power away from it because when we isolate ourselves with our weaknesses or struggles, I mean, they like
0: can any grow sort tenfold. Of struggle yes, any yeah. any
1: kind, and they grow tenfold. So even like just the power of texting a friend and like even having a word and just telling them like,
0: Hey, right now, yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> Pineapples, um, or just, or just straight up being like, "Hey, guess what? I'm sad and I want to eat this whole bag of Doritos right now." And you are know, right. just telling That's them real. and being like, "Yeah," and it is real, like because we all have been there. I've been there, and it's like, but then you like say it out loud, and you're like, "Oh, you know." Anytime we have a, I have like a problem, and if I can just verbalize it to a friend, they didn't necessarily solve it, but they mm-hmm. took the power away from it by just right. saying it out loud, mm-hmm. you know. And even sometimes, I think saying it out loud to yourself. Makes you hear it, and you can like hear your thoughts, and you're right. like, oh wait, I don't have to do that. That's but good. the problem is, you know, the hard part about emotional eating and all that, like there is no quick fix. It's that daily choosing and daily to slowly rewire, you know, your brain and how it associates food. So right, yeah.
0: Amanda, what's the best piece of advice you'd give someone along their wellness journey?
1: Always like considering your season of life, like just constantly being being open to reassessment mm. of it. Because I think sometimes we get stuck in a, or we get in a pattern and we even find a rhythm that's really good. And we're like, you we know, I don't want to let this go. Like this is working, but like things change. I'm like, well, is it working now? But like, and being okay with changing. Um, and I think that's what makes wellness go become a lifestyle. Cause you just kind of go with your seasons of life. And there's some things you can't control and you can't change. And then there are some things that come up that you can say no to, or, you do have the power to change. And so definitely that, but then also, I mean, I've used different words in this, um, but overall the concept of, which I think we might've talked about a second ago, but dedication versus obsession, because I think that's what people, when they look at health and wellness and fitness or whatever, they, all they can see is the obsession behind it. Like that they think that's what fuels the person to do it. And I'm like, well, if you're going to be obsessed, like I promise you're going to burn out real quick and it's not sustainable. That's good. And so, you know, understanding the difference between that I think is really good. And I think being aware of that looks like knowing our, that our, our reactions are an indicator to what we idolize, which is an obsession, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, being aware that dedication does require discipline, but it also but dis- being disciplined doesn't exclude growth and balance. You know, because mm-hmm. if you take away growth and balance and dedication, that is what makes it obsession. You know, right. like and so knowing like no dedicated doesn't mean never wavering or changing or learning. Like that those are those are all those things. Um, that's what being dedicated is. Because if you didn't have all of that, it would it would turn into an unhealthy obsession because you couldn't ebb and flow or change. And so kind of for example, like being um aware of your reactions to things like, you know, if you have a schedule of like going to work out at 9 a.m. every day and like if you something interferes with that and like seeing your reaction to it. And it'd be like, was I willing to change my time or being okay with like missing a workout that day and if I wasn't or if it made me angry or I got mad at my husband or kids because you know, something happened and I couldn't go get my workout in or something. Well, I'm like, okay, like maybe we're a little obsessed with that. Like, and you know, and so kind of being aware of, and that can go with food um, or. I think yeah. people can miss out on
0: life. Yes, exactly. And yeah. They can almost like say they've quote fallen off the wagon yes. because they had birthday cake on their birthday mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. And you're like, no sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. You like you know life is meant to be enjoyed.
1: Yeah. And
0: I feel like part of wellness is enjoying life.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? And it's not and being a being obsessed is not true wellness cuz wellness is holistic and it's mental and emotional and physical it's all that stuff. So if you're obsessed then no that's not really true wellness. That's just an obsession mm-hmm. like you could have with uh, another hobby, you know. Right. And so um I think yeah, being dedicated is just being intentional, honestly, and um, and you can be intentional in enjoying life. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're intentional with, you know, if your normal is like for in general, your normal is like yeah, I eat pretty clean and healthy, and I feel good and I feel nourished. And but when the birthday cake comes around, I will for sure enjoy it. But then I can move on. Like it doesn't, it doesn't determine what my next meal is gonna look like. You know, like I had the cake and I loved it and that was yummy the end like it doesn't yeah. say oh well now i'm going to oh i had cake so i might as well also have this or i All had right. cake i'm the worst or no i'm like have the cake and enjoy it the end like that was good because that's if it. you know if you always bring in those those feelings and those thoughts like you will never i mean wellness will just never become a lifestyle because it will always be a stressor and mm-hmm. that's just you know that's not true wellness and it and it can't be a lifestyle if you're always stressing about what you should eat when you should eat I shouldn't eat that you know and it puts it in an unhealthy place in our life like it doesn't wellness does not food and wellness and all of that does not deserve a certain place in our life like it Mm -hmm. just it has a role and a really important one but I think we put it on a pedestal either in a good or bad way you know Mm. really I mean it doesn't deserve a pedestal ever like it just is how we live our life and we shouldn't ever put it higher than that um because then we end up idolizing it in some way and becoming obsessed yeah well this has
0: been so great um i do want to ask you kind of like what you're working on right now what are your goals for this year yeah
1: and how can people stay connected oh yeah so i pretty much um reside on instagram Mostly that's where you can find me. I try to keep it in one place just to simplify things again. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, um, I'm there on Instagram. At A. Um, Wilson um, Wellness. At, mm, at A. Wilson Wellness, yes. Um, yeah, and this year has been a little different because I've kind of split being a clinical instructor and doing, still wanting to be present and um, connect over on Instagram. So I think, too, for me, this is kind of like – a more deeper goal <laughs> for the year or whatever, but just being more aware of my capacity as a human, I mean, schedule wise, emotionally wise, I have a tendency to like endure things, maybe a little too long for the sake of like peace. Um, and so you a nine I'm 1000% <laughs> a nine. I just, I literally just quoted what a nine is. I just realized that <laughs> I'm like, like, I endure wow. too long for this thing. <laughs> Hi! Can you tell I'm a nine on the Enneagram? <laughs> um, so, so just getting honest with myself and with others, um, and that just goes into like communicating my needs and acknowledging that I have them and things that I want. Um, and so that goes. I feel like that's, I mean, helpful just even for me of like what I'm wanting for like my business on Instagram and how I want to go about that and being intentional with it. But I, I am. I kind of leave it also open handed because I feel like the best opportunities kind of come unexpectedly. Right. And so being aware of that while also being open to um, new things. But a fun goal I have that I guess involves movement, really, but like (laughs) I really want to do is just, especially if my boys are a little older now and it's easier, but just to be, we have so much like to explore in Northwest Arkansas. It's so true. And I realize I'm like, I don't think I take full advantage of that as often as I would like to. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it just takes a little bit of like, pre-planning like hey this weekend we're gonna do this instead of being like waking up on saturday and being like what should we do but anyways i'm like i just want to like explore like we have like the best hiking and trails and swimming holes swimming holes yes random and that's like not far so really i was just telling someone the other day i'm like one of my goals this year is just to see as much of like this little area as i can Mm -hmm. um and it's just like i mean like if we're like getting down to like health and stuff i'm like that's just a really fun way especially to involve like friends and like or kids or whatever and it's like kind of taking away the whole like workout you know and just like enjoying the outdoors together and you're moving your body and it's just like a different way than just meeting for coffee or going to dinner and bonding over that
0: Luke and I used to talk about
1: or we've talked
0: about that before about how people back in the day didn't (laughs) go to the gym part of their yeah. wellness routine was literally having physical jobs. Yes. I think so That's why like they didn't really have work. to,
1: they didn't have to go to the work gym because they were pretty much working out. Yeah. So outside. inviting yes. your kids into that is amazing. Yeah. So Talk to good. us
0: about, um, your, a uh, Wilson wellness
1: note, Uh huh, a wellness note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A mm-hmm. wellness
0: note. And then also the new workouts.
1: Yes. Okay. So a wellness note, I did that for about two years and that is, um, It was a wellness subscription. And I am kind of looking at ways to, because it's packed, every month was packed with like a food prep plan, um, some education on like food, a monthly goal, workouts, and all of that. So I'm trying to find a way to like take some of that information and put it together in a resource because it's still there. It's just not available right now. But what I did do with the workouts, um, is I took all of those workouts from that and I created the, a wellness workout guide, which I launched in January. Um, we'll include that
0: in the show notes for sure.
1: Yeah. And, um, I mainly do that, did that because you can work out at home or the gym. Literally. I think all you need is a pair of dumbbells to complete all these workouts. There's, um, I think over, let's see, how many would there be? How many years? Probably 35 workouts in there. Um, And they can all be done like with under 20 minutes. So it's very like doable, whether you like to go to the Mm. gym or you just want to be at home and you need something to do. And you can, some of them have no weights at all. So you can go outside and do it. Mm. Um, And yeah, it was just a way to equip people to eliminate the guessing game of like so true. working out. Cause it's true. I mean, we've talked about this where I've talked about it with other people. It's like, if you do go to the gym too and you're like, cause some people like to have a place to go to so they can focus, get it done. And they, cause they get distracted at home or they're like, I'm never going to get it done at home or whatever, but they get to the gym and they're like, okay, there's like so many options here. Um, so just giving them a simple resource of here's a workout. And it's always, there's a video, a little video that's like, sped up so it's like 20 seconds long but it shows you each um move so you don't wonder what that move means or have to google it or oh for sure they'll that. be so, like do a squat blah 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 and i'm like, like what? what does that mean right. i even do that sometimes when I, and i'm like i think they made up this name like i think they made up this move which is fine but <laughs> right. like i don't know how to do this yes <laughs> yeah so totally. um yeah just to simplify the approach of that for people who need a little structure and in that too it shows you how to structure a workout week depending on how many times you want to work out that week so it gives you a little bit of choice and autonomy in it like because I what I want is for people to feel like they're owning their fitness journey and all of that so I'm giving them a little bit of structure but then letting them do the choosing okay I'm gonna have to go out and buy this it sounds amazing thank you
0: okay so last question Mm -hmm. what is bringing you joy right now
1: um, it's very silly things, but lately, like I've really loved, like I'll grab, this will specifically here in Fayetteville, like, we'll I'll grab coffee with a friend at our Sega's, and then we'll go walk that trail to like Stop Wilson it. Park or whatever. I love and it. And I'm like, I love that. I don't know what it is about being outside, <sighs> sipping on coffee and walking and talking. I don't know why that brings me so much joy and I love it. And then this is super random, but I literally thought of it this morning while I was doing it, and I was like, I just love this so much. Um, <laughs> it's, it's part of my skincare routine, but I use so I use Cocoa Kind. It's a brand of skincare, but they have like a matcha stick, and it looks like a really thick chapstick. And I you can't, but it's like an all over moisturizer. But I put it under my eyes, and it's matcha, so it like d de- like it's supposed to take away puffiness. Do you realize how extra you're sounding right yes, now? Yes, I know, love I know, it. I know. It's so dumb. I literally was doing it, and I was like, I love this so much. And it looks like a – I wish I brought it. It looks like chapstick. You can put it on your lips. It's an all-over moisturizer stick. I think it's a coconut oil and matcha. I know. This is so dumb. And it's from Coco Kind. Coco Kind. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And I just put it under my eyes and it feels so good. Um. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then another thing is I realized, I was talking to someone today, I was like, I – My like morning, having a morning rhythm and an evening rhythm really brings me joy. Like I really love um, spontaneity and I need that in my life. Um, But I also, I I need something to fall back on. You know, like I'm fine if my evenings don't look the same every night. Like I kind of like that. But I also love needing like things to fall back on that provide like structure Mm -hmm. and like let things flow um, well, and so I can really learn from that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's taken me well because I'm also like a I wanna. I want to include everything ever that would be helpful and so I'm like okay you only have this much time in the morning so like let's not get crazy because I've tried to be like I'm going to do this and that and I'm like yeah that was way over the top um so I like pick like a few things that are like mentally healthy or helpful to me in the morning to start out my day and then a few things that are like logistically helpful Mm-hmm. both morning and evening um, to help my mornings go smoother and then in the evening to help like when I get up in the morning smoother. So those have been giving me a lot of joy.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having it's me. Awesome. It's been so great. I love it.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. To stay up to date on all things Natalie Creates, sign up for my newsletter at nataliecreates.com or follow me on Instagram at nataliecreates. This episode is sponsored by Freckled Hen Farmhouse, a modern day general store filled with thoughtful home goods, gifts, and seasonal decor that encourages everyone to live fully and give generously. You can visit the brick and mortar store at 840 North College Avenue in beautiful Fayetteville, Arkansas, or shop with Freckled Hen online at freckledhenfarmhouse.com. Use code Podcast 15 at checkout to receive 15% off your purchase at freckledhenfarmhouse.com. Don't forget, If you like what you've heard today, please, please, please leave a review and share this podcast on Instagram. Simply take a screenshot, share on stories, and tag me at Natalie Creates so I can thank you for your support. Thanks, y'all. Let's talk soon.